Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into the NFL opening line report, week 10. We are all over here on the Wager Talk YouTube channel each and every Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. I am Drew Martin, and like always, joined by Teddy Covers. Teddy, happy Monday morning to you. Welcome on into the show. Well, happy Monday, Drew. Uh, how you doing today, my friend? I had a freaking annoying NFL weekend, uh, particularly annoying NFL weekend, a couple of wrong sides, and then the Saints, uh, who didn't get there yesterday at minus seven, despite a fourth quarter that was played entirely in Chicago territory. And unfortunately, the clients aren't happy. I don't blame them. It hasn't been a great run for me in the NFL. Um, that said... <laughs> I feel good about this week's card. I feel good about the report today. So let's see what we can do. Breaking down the line moves before they happen. Talk about all 14 NFL games on tap for week number 10. Absolutely, Teddy. Can't wait. And long-term, guys, he's all over it. So bounce back mode here. And, Teddy, to answer your question, my uh, 9-0 NFL streak went down in flames last week. So I'm in bounce back mode again. And excited to get after these line moves with you. We got Thursday starting off here before the Sunday card, guys. November 9th, it's Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears. Teddy, we're seeing it minus three in the hook here. That's the Bears is the home favorite. Total of 40 in Teddy. I got it 7-21. and 21. Prime time unders so far this season. That's 21 unders, only seven overs. I'll throw it over to you, man. What do you think inside and total in this uh, Panthers and Bears Thursday night matchup? Let's start with this. And again, we don't do we don't do this a lot, but when it stands out, we like to give what we call an emergency betting alert on Monday mornings where we think the line is going to move in one particular direction. It's already showing signs of that. This is the only game, at least so far, that I have a legit emergency betting alert. Let's see what the numbers do as we are talking. But right now, Dan... Let's get the emergency betting alert up for this one. If you want to play the under on Thursday night football, I would bet that right now. There are still 40s out there. There are still 40 and a halfs out there. The number's going down. The leading indicator book, several of them are already at 39 and a half. And we are seeing under money from the get-go for the Panthers and Bears. And if this is your first time watching the NFL opening line report, let me tell you what we do for every game. I'm going to give you four sets of numbers for every game. The first set is the look-ahead lines from last week. These are bettable numbers uh, from before yesterday's games were played. So you have an idea of how much the markets have reacted to a single week. I use the numbers from the Westgate. I call them the Westgate look-aheads. Then I'm going to give you my power rating number. My power rating number doesn't factor in any situation at all. It's just Team A, Team B. A point, a point and a half for home field. My powering number. Then we're going to give you the openers from last night where the markets opened and where they are today on Monday here in Las Vegas. It's still Monday morning. So my powering number has the Bears two and a half. The look ahead line, Chicago one and a half, 41 and a half. The markets opened three and 40 and a half last night. And now we're looking at three and a half and 40 here on Monday morning. And I am anticipating that we will see at least a little bit more under money than what we've already seen. Panthers defense didn't allow a 20-yard play all game uh, yesterday against Indy. And they still lost by two touchdowns, you know, <laughs> which had a lot to do with the offense. But, you know, a defense allowed 4.4 yards per pass, 2.6 yards per run. But they had 10 penalties, two pick sixes, and three interceptions uh, from Bryce Young against a defense that allowed 37-plus in each of the last three games. You know, offense coordinator Thomas Brown, he got the game ball last week. Well, in two games with Brown calling plays, 
Caroline has two offensive touchdowns, and Young has been sacked 26 times in seven starts. He was rattled yesterday. His accuracy was bad. He was hurting his throws, and it wasn't pretty. In addition, Carolina suffered some significant injuries. Linebacker Brian Burns, stud. Quarterback C.J. Henderson, safeter Xavier Woods, all left with injuries, didn't return. Frank Wright said it's hard to imagine Burns or Woods would be ready to play on a short week. So they may be shorthanded defensively this time around. Reich talking about Bryce Young, quote, I've seen this happen to the best quarterbacks in the history of the game. They all have games like this. Sure, it's going to be easy to put on the quarterback, but you bounce back. That what makes the great ones. But developing into the franchise QB, it's a long road. Now, there's a chance we could see Justin Fields this week. You know, the Bears say there's a possibility he could play. He began throwing at practice 19 days after dislocating his right thumb. That being said, with a short turnaround, you have to assume Tyson Pageant is going to start again. And look, Chicago, there were some good things yesterday. The defense played very well. They got 156 rushing yards. That's the second most the Saints have given up all season. Offensively, this team's still going to be a work in progress. <laughs> and that said, they were minus five in turnovers and covered a point spread in yesterday's ballgame. That doesn't happen a whole lot. And the markets are saying bye because of that performance. Great start here with the Thursday nighter from Teddy Covers. Guys, we got November 12th, Sunday, and it's a full slate of games here. 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Pacific. We're on the other side of the pond in Deutsche Bank Park, Frankfurt, Germany. Again here, Teddy, with the Indianapolis Colts and New England Patriots set to kick off. Minus two is what we're seeing the Colts at most sports books as the quote-unquote road favorite. 43 in the hook as the total. So we'll start off our Sunday in Germany. What are we thinking with the Colts in the Pats? Yeah, we'll call them neutral site favorites because it's not a road game for either team. Uh, my powering number is Indy minus three and a half. The look ahead was New England minus one, 44 and a half. Opened last night, Colts minus one and a half, 43 and a half. And we're seeing this morning, Colts minus twos still sitting at 43 and a half. And look, Andy didn't do a whole lot offensively <laughs> yesterday. I mean, Gardner Minshew had 27 dropbacks, equated to 120 passing yards. The offense didn't have a 20-yard play all game. They had 4.4 yards per pass and 2.6 yards per run. Those aren't bad on numbers. And the defense had allowed 37 points each of the last three games. Obviously, they allowed 13 yesterday, and the defense scored 14 with the two pick sixes. Pick sixes. It is worth noting that Indy has three straight-up wins in four games away from home this season. They've played better in hostile environments. As for New England, I mean, the defense in large, for a large portion of the game was there again yesterday. You know, I mean, it really was. Washington converted on a bunch of third and longs. Again and again, low-probability throws uh, that Sam Howell was able to connect on. But... The Patriots won the turnover battle, lost straight up as a favorite. They're 2-7 and seven for the first time since Bill Belichick's first season as the head coach in 2000. They're 0-5 in non-division games, the only team in the NFL without a win outside their division. They basically, I mean, whatever limited playmakers they had, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, both guys sat this last week. Bourne's out for the year. Um, they don't have playmakers, and the offense is really, really struggling. Mac Jones, you know, the results aren't there right now. It stinks, and there's no excuses. And look, I mean, New England was the beneficiary of one of the worst roughing the passer calls ever yesterday to, to negate a sack fumble uh, against Jones, and it didn't even matter. They still couldn't get the win. Patriots, hard team for the markets to support, and yet their defensive numbers continue to be solid. That's why this line is not going to three. Um, New England's defense, even at two and seven, has still been a positive unit. The offense is the problem. They can't get out of their own way. Moving down in rotation order, using the Wager Talk Live odd screen, we got 243-244 up next, guys. One o'clock Eastern kick with the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Teddy, we're seeing this 38 and a half, actually anywhere from 39 to 38 flat. So uh, I guess a little opinion in the marketplace on the total. Minus six across the board. There is a, a, a key global book. Minus six in the hook. That's the Ravens as the home favorite here, Teddy. Yeah, the power rating number, Baltimore, Baltimore minus five. 
Look-ahead number, Baltimore minus 5.5, 40.5. Opened last night, there were 5.5 and, and 6, down to 39. And this morning, we're seeing mostly 6s. As you mentioned, there is a prominent 6.5 out there, total down to 38.5. So we're seeing Ravens money, and we're seeing under money. And look, I mean, uh, Cleveland just got their first shutout since 2007. <laughs> uh, seven sacks in that ballgame. Um Arizona ran a grand total of five plays on Cleveland's side of the field. They never got deeper than the 44 in that contest. It was truly a dominant defensive showing. Of course, it came against a non-NFL quarterback and a barely NFL offense. Miles Garrett, it feels great. I haven't had a shutout in a while. It was a perfect back game. We haven't been playing up to the standard that we set on defense, and we played with our hair on fire. Worth noting, Cleveland's starting left tackle, Jedrick Willis, left on crutches with his right leg immobilized. So we'll have to see his status. That would be a big loss if he was out. So the Ravens beat me yesterday, uh, and they beat me pretty soundly. I thought Seattle was live in that game. Seattle was not live in that game. Baltimore, truly impressive. First downs, 29 to 6. Yards per play, 6.9 to 3.2. They had 298 rushing yards at 7.3 yards per carry against the Seahawks defense. Keaton Mitchell, he's an undrafted rookie from East Carolina who had zero NFL carries before Sunday. He ran for 138 yards in yesterday's game. And, of course, defensively, the Ravens have held their opponents to nine points or lower, four, uh, nine points or less four times this season. They lead the NFL in fewest points allowed, um, less than two touchdowns per game, and a whole host of other categories. They were really impressive, both sides of the ball, yesterday. Baltimore looked like a Super Bowl team. And the market's certainly giving them respect here against a Browns team. It's got a pretty good defense and an okay track record against this Ravens squad. Right now, all the money for the home favorite. Baltimore is a team the wise guys loaded up on yesterday, and they were right. They may well do it again this week. Sure, and the Ravens sitting at the top of the NFC North Division at 7-2. and two. Actually, guys, in fact, the whole NFC North above 500. Another one will hit next here. The Cincinnati Bengals off of the big win Sunday night here, Teddy. Hosting the Houston Texans. It's minus seven across the board. That's seven flat Bengals as the favorite. 47 in the hook as the total. Texans at Bengals. Next game up here, Teddy. And we all misspeak. I misspeak all the time. Julie, I mean the AFC North. Uh, oh, did I? <laughs> the okay, NFC North. Bad. Yeah, not, not the same division. Yeah, you didn't mean it. It was one of those things that happens. Powering number here, Bengals minus six and a half. The look ahead line, Bengals minus seven and a half and 44. Opened last night, seven and a half, eight, 46 and a half. And the wise guys took a definitive opinion on this ballgame. All the eights got wiped out. All the seven and a halfs got wiped out. It's seven right now. Total has been bet up fairly significantly as well. Again, open as low as 44 on the look ahead. Last night, we saw 44 and a halfs. Now we're seeing 47 and a halfs and 48. So this is a game the markets have absolutely gotten involved with early on Monday morning. All Houston money, all over money. And after what C.J. Stroud did yesterday, I can't argue. I mean, he was brilliant in that ballgame. Five touchdowns, no picks, 470 passing yards, multiple rally from behind in the fourth quarter. Dalton Schultz, Noah Brown, Tank Dell, all with 100-plus receiving yards. They gained eight yards per play yesterday in the game with their running back, Damian Pierce, sat out. Of course, only had 53 yards rushing. It was a one-dimensional attack. Mecca Ryan's quote, it was a gutsy performance from Stroud. It wasn't all clean, but he gifted it out. He gutted it out. He was tough in the pockets, made some big-time throw for us. Baker Mayfield's quote, C.J. Stroud doesn't look like a rookie to me. He's so impressive. Looks like a polished NFL quarterback, so hats off to him. He played extremely, extremely well today. Houston may have kicker problems here. Their kicker got hurt yesterday. But, you know, for as good as Houston was, their defense wasn't very good. And Cincinnati was great again. You know, Burrow was brilliant. No picks, one sack. T. Higgins, we went out and proved the world we're back and we're here. Burrow with a season high, 348 yards. Quote, we're coming along. We played well the last couple of weeks. We have to keep it going. I like his look forward in this ballgame. But that was a huge win last week and Burrow seemed concerned about it after the game we were 1-0 this week we have to be 1-0 next week too this is only game number eight we've got nine games left 
That's a quote you want to hear from your QB off a big win, a meaningful big win in a game that may not matter as much to them, but this game certainly feels like a Cincinnati survive in advance type of contest. We've already seen the markets make a big statement here towards the dog and over that may well continue throughout the week. Like it, Teddy. Great breakdown. Yeah, Cincinnati covering four straight. Joe Burrow getting healthier. Next game up, we got 247, 248, one o'clock Eastern here. Two teams off of bye weeks, Teddy. San Francisco, the 49ers, minus three at Jacksonville, the Jaguars. So we are seeing the 49ers minus three. Some shops with juice on that three. 44 and a half or 45 being the total. Niners at Jags in North Florida here, Teddy. My powering number is San Fran one and a half. The look ahead line, two and a half and 44. Last night it was a split market. There were two and a halfs and threes out there for San Francisco. Total 44 and a half. And this morning we're seeing three and 45. So we've seen some over money in this ballgame. And we've seen some San Francisco money in this ballgame. And certainly when you talk about two teams coming out of the bye in different ways, Jaguars into the bye on a five-game winning streak. They beat some pretty good teams. The Falcons, the Bills, the Colts, the Saints, the Steelers. I don't know how many great teams they beat during that span, but it wasn't all bottom feeders for Jacksonville. But they go into the bye fat and happy. San Fran goes into the bye after their 5-0 start. They lost three in a row. So there's a sense of urgency there, and the market's certainly reacting to that with the 49ers' money as opposed to money for the Jaguars. San Fran's injury report still has a lot of question marks. We don't know if Trent Williams is going to play. This week, the starting tackle, and obviously that offense has been very different night and day with him on the field versus not on the field. I don't know if Chase Young is going to play, and obviously Debo Samuel out long-term. Um, San Fran has been better. You know, Purdy's one interception at home in his career, <laughs> and they're 8-0 in those games. Uh, prior to last time out, when he threw a couple of picks, he hasn't been as good on the highway necessarily. And Jacksonville, look, they've been an undervalued commodity all year long. Started off slow. Played good football the last couple of weeks. Let's see what this injury report uh, says. See if we can get with the Jaguars this weekend. In my mind, the Trent Williams injury matters a lot for San Fran. We'll pay attention to that throughout the course of the week. Teddy, next game up, we got 249-250 New Orleans Saints, Minnesota Vikings, 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific kick here, minus two in the hook across the board. That is the Saints as the short road favorite. 41 being the total Saints at Vikings. Next game up, Teddy. My powering number is the Saints minus one and a half. The look ahead line was Saints minus two and a half, total of 40. Markets open last night, two and a half, 40 and a half. And we're seeing two and a half and 41 this morning. So that tells us two things. One, don't look like it's going to three. The markets were going to move to three. We'd see signs of that. Haven't seen any signs of that so far. Two, we've seen over money for New Orleans and Minnesota. And some of that may well have to do with the state of the uh, Saints defense. That was dynamite earlier in the season. The Saints defense wasn't dynamite yesterday. They got a lot of interceptions. They, they turned the ball over, taking advantage of some poor throws uh, from Chicago's QB. But we've seen in recent games, New Orleans defense. Now look, they have 156 net rushing yards against the Bears. After giving up 164 to the Colts, they couldn't contain Bajan. scrambled at will. This defense has declined. And the markets are reacting to that with this over money. The defense has forced a turnover in every game this season. And they needed them against the Bears. The run defense wasn't good. The offense struggled. You know, Dennis Allen, after the game, head coach, quote, there wasn't a lot of good that I saw defensively, but the takeaways were outstanding. And that's the difference in the game. I did talk last week on the show about how the Saints had put it together offensively. It was the first time. Maybe that was a buy sign. And it was back to the usual for Derek Carr and company yesterday. They were not efficient with the football, and the offense didn't really run the ball well against a Bears D that isn't that good. What Minnesota did yesterday, I mean, it's one of those things that happens every once in a while. But you don't have a quarterback get traded, come into the locker room on Wednesday, not take a snap, and then come on the field and make play after play. They had four second-half scoring drives. They needed every one of them. Um, I'll give Josh Dobbs credit. Some of that might have to do with Atlanta's defensive game plan. I'll put it that way. And the Vikings avoided mistakes. Only one penalty, four yards 
in that contest. Obviously, her cousins is out. Seems like we got to play. And then Jared Hall comes in and he gets hurt uh, early on. And then basically Dobbs came in and didn't matter. Now, they still aren't going to have Cousins. They're not going to have Justin Jefferson. They lost uh, receiver K.J. Osborne to concussion. They lost running back Cam Akers during the game yesterday. And every quote afterwards was, I can't believe what we did. You know, uh, head coach O'Connell, I don't know if I've been a part of one like that. He said all players received the game ball as the ultimate team win. Uh, uh, what Dobbs was able to do in five days' time was impressive. I've seen a quarterback be able to do. And again, they couldn't run the football. You know, the running backs, Madison and Akers, 69 yards on 23 carries. It was all Josh Dobbs making plays. And Atlanta had no film on them. And it was just one of those things that happens <laughs> um, in the NFL. Happening two weeks in a row might not be so easy. I wouldn't be shocked if New Orleans money comes in and bets this lineup three. Yeah, some quarterbacks, uh, the younger quarterbacks in particular, looking a little uh, different in that next game after the film is out for sure, Teddy. Great breakdown. We got uh, six 1 o'clock Eastern kicks this upcoming Sunday. Do note there are four bye weeks here, guys, both the Dolphins and the Chiefs coming back from Europe on a bye, the Rams and the Eagles also getting bye weeks. So the last 1 o'clock kick here before we get to the afternoon ones, 253-254, Tennessee Titans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Competitively priced game here, Teddy. We are seeing Bucks minus one point favorites across the board. 38 and a half or 39 being the total Titans at Buccaneers from uh, Raymond James. I will right, we'll do this one, then we'll go back and do uh, Packers Steelers. Um, oh, my bad. You want to do it now? I skipped that one. It doesn't matter. I can I can scroll down easy enough. That's the okay. game you introduced. That's the game they flashed the graphic for. <laughs> That's the game uh, that we'll talk about first. Titans uh, and the Bucks. Uh, right now, look at the, uh, sorry, my powering number, Tampa Bay, minus one. Look ahead line, Tampa Bay, minus one and 38. The market's open, Tampa Bay, minus one and 39. And so far this morning, they're sitting at minus one. There are 38s and 39s out there, as well as 38 and a halfs. So basically, the markets haven't done squadouche with this ball game just yet. And, I mean, there's some issues now with Tennessee. You know, they moved the ball against Pittsburgh. They had a little bit of extra time uh, off the Thursday night loss. Only went one for four in the red zone. That's eight consecutive losses away from home. Another big game for DeAndre Hopkins, who's uh, caught three touchdowns in the two games that Will Levis has been at QB. But they couldn't stop the run. And they have significant offensive line injuries. Center Aaron Brewer, the only offensive lineman to play all 68 snaps for them the other night. They were shuffled. They have Nicholas petit Frere hurt. Daniel Brunskill's hurt. Andre Dillard's hurt. Peter Skaronsky's hurt. Uh, Chris Hubbard was out this week with a concussion. You know, they had a rookie tackle getting his first NFL snaps, and their center had to play left guard. There are offensive line issues for Tennessee moving forward that might not be a great thing against Tampa's uh, um run defense that said i mean the the bucks are finding ways to lose close games and they're doing it week after week and you know todd Bowles isn't inspiring much confidence quote it's a devastating loss no doubt about it we've got to eat it all of us feel the same way especially me and i've been coaching a long time i haven't been involved in too many where it's been back and forth like that and came down on the other end with a few things happening they, too, have injuries on the defense side of the fo uh, football. Jamal Dean left in the first quarter yesterday game with a concussion. Josh Hayes, both defensive backs, also has concussion. And they gave up eight yards per play and 470 passing yards in there. So this is a defense that has had a lot of issues against the pass this season, and it got worse in yesterday's game. Also worth noting, Tampa's red zone defense, which had been phenomenal all year, number one in the NFL, got absolutely gashed yesterday, perhaps. That red zone defense, not quite as good as we might have thought. We'll do a quick U-turn here, guys. Can't skip one of these games. Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll hit it quickly. Minus three in the hook. That is the Steelers at home. Teddy, we're seeing 37 to 38, depending where we're shopping, as the total Packers at Steelers from the Steel City. Yeah, don't you worry, Drew. I'm not going to let you skip a game. And I've got them all in order every Sunday night. I, I make my notes, and then I put them all in game order, so I just have to scroll down. It makes it much easier for me to do my job on the show. So if you miss something, don't worry. We'll get to it. 
so Green Bay and Pittsburgh powering number. Steelers minus four. Look at number minus three and 37 and a half. Open last night, three and 37. And we've seen Steelers money a clear. Wise guy moved towards Pittsburgh this morning. The threes all been taken out. Three and a half and 38 at most locations. 37 and a half at others. So we've seen a little bit of, you know, I'm not going to say a lot of over money. We've seen a little bit of over money at some books and some significant Steelers money. And of course, I mean, Green Bay got the win yesterday against a Rams team that was kind of going through the motions. Um, and Norris Will Douglas, at cornerback, who I thought might be a big loss to them, no problem. They only give up 3.4 yards per play. L.A. didn't reach the red zone yesterday. But, you know, it's a secondary that started two rookie seventh-round picks in cornerback Carrington Valentine and safety Anthony Johnson Jr. So that certainly a concern. And Jordan Love was okay yesterday. You know, quote, it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. But I think the position we were put ourselves in and come out with a win is definitely going to help us. We've just got to keep stacking going forward. And I look for those quotes where at the end of what they're saying, they're like, yeah, we're looking at next week's game already. You know, something like Joe Burrow was saying earlier. And in my mind, that's a mature quote from uh, Jordan Love. They also had additional injuries. Even tackle Kenny Clark got hurt. Left tackle Yash Niman got hurt. Christian Watson went into the locker room and had a chest injury and a back injury. So might be a pretty banged up Green Bay team this week. And of course, they are the youngest offense in the NFL. For Pittsburgh, now we're talking about Lana Price with Pittsburgh. And we got to talk about the Steelers. They're a fascinating story. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh is the 34th team in NFL history. This year's Steelers. The history of the NFL, there are 34 teams that have been outgained in each of their first eight ballgames. Out of those 34 teams, or the 33 previous teams, zero of them had a winning record during that stretch until Pittsburgh did it right here. So they've done something that literally had never been done in NFL history. A winning record through eight games after being outgained in uh, every one of those contests. Now, of the 33 teams that have been outgained in their first eight games, only one ended the season with a winning record. That was the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers, who did it last year. So, yeah, the offense got outgained 340 to 326 on Thursday night. But they've got an NFL leading four wins when trailing after three quarters. They're finding ways consistently to win when they lose the yardage battle. They ran the football this past week, which is something they haven't done. So uh, we all know about Pickens unfollowing the Steelers on social media after the game and Pickett's dealing with sprained ribs. That may be an ongoing issue. So if your quarterback has something to pay attention to this week, but can understand why Pittsburgh has taken the money right now. Injury report for Green Bay, not very good. And I think the wise guys might be sick of losing betting against the Steelers because their statistical profile is an outlier and was last year as well and they still found ways to win ball games yeah interesting love the stat 34th time in nfl history and back-to-back seasons wild there with the steelers guys we got four o'clock kicks up next there are four of them um we'll start off here with the falcons at the cardinals 405 eastern 105 pacific kick here minus two in the hook that is the atlanta falcons as the road favorite 41 and a half being the total we get the dirty birds at the Cardinals in the desert here, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, look, excuse me. My powering number for Atlanta was four for this ballgame. Although we'll have to see what Arizona's quarterback situation looks like this week. That powering number maybe off. I used that was a Clayton Tune number uh, for me. And there's a chance it could be Deshaun Watson this week. But I don't know that we're going to see Watson. Why would they put Watson in right now? It would baffle me. Certainly not. I mean, maybe. But, um, Anyhow, that's a Clayton 2 number. Is Atlanta minus 4. Look ahead line, 2.5 and, and 40.5 and opened last night, 2.5 and, and 41.5. And Sitting this morning, 2.5 uh, with even some 2s out there and 41.5. And this line's not going to 3. 
The Falcons back-to-back games, their defenses collapsed when it mattered most. That was a defense that carried the team earlier in the season. Yesterday, obviously, couldn't get a stop. Um, at the end of the by multiple times in the fourth quarter, couldn't get a stop, and and that ended up uh, costing them. They played maybe their best offensive game of the season. You know, Heineke was you know uh, two hundred sixty-eight yards and a touchdown. He got comfortable as the game progressed. They took shots downfield. The offense worked. It was the defense that failed them now, and this is a team that's now lost a couple of these in a row games where there's you know can we pull it out? Can we find a way to win? And they're finding ways to lose. Now you have a head coach in the hot seat. You have quarterback questions. You have a defense that carried the team earlier that is struggling right now. And that's why I don't know if this line's going to three. I mean, <laughs> Arizona's pretty bad. All right. Let's say whether any time when, I, when I'm adjusting my powering and I'm taking notes on Sundays, I'm like, is this team the worst team in the NFL? I'm like, no, Arizona's the worst team. Is this the 31st worst team in the NFL? Arizona's the worst team in the league. You know, what happened yesterday offensively, again, and we'll give credit to Cleveland's defense, but. You don't see that a lot in the NFL. Clayton Toon had 27 dropbacks. He had 17 net yards. They had zero points, two interceptions. He was their leading rusher, too. The running backs had 16 carries for 13 yards. Defense actually played well. You know, of course, the opposing offense wasn't trying to do a whole lot. 4.6 yards per play, 2.6 yards per rush. Jonathan Gannon, quote, we couldn't run it. We couldn't protect it. We couldn't throw it. And, of course, this team has now lost six straight since upsetting the Dallas Cowboys. And they lost a pair of offensive linemen. Will Hernandez's knee, DJ Humphrey's ankle, both went out in the second half of that ballgame. We'll have to check their status. Again, there's a possibility Kerr, uh, that uh, Kyler Murray could be activated to the 15-man roster. There's a possibility he could score, uh, he could start here. Um, but we don't know yet. This is early in the week. And the markets are sitting at two and a half right now, as opposed to three. Because it's hard to trust the Atlanta Falcons, even if they're going against Clayton Tooney. Shout out to the chat box, everybody watching live. Feel free to chime in. Let us know where you're watching from, what you're looking to bet, where you agree, where you disagree. All is welcome. We got the VIPs in here. Abby Jackson, she's saying uh, a couple things. San Francisco money line. Rob saying, here's where we find out if the Jags are for real. We also got Paul Blakeney over in Essex, England, watching in. So shout out to you, Paul, on the other side of the pond. As we move down the list here, guys, in rotation order, 257-258, Detroit Lions, L.A. Chargers, Teddy. We are seeing the Lions, minus one-and-a-half point road favorites, 48-and-a-half being the total. Do note the Chargers do play Monday night football uh, tonight as we are talking Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. But, Teddy, I'll throw it over to you. Lions at Chargers. Lions laying a short number on the road. Yeah, I got a promo I want to give out real quick. Uh, You can take $50 off any 30-day pass. All access or sports specific. If you want to get college football, NFL, NBA, uh, I don't start college hoops until after uh, Thanksgiving, so I wouldn't get a 30-day all access college hoops pass right now. But you take 50 bucks off any of them, all sports or any specific sport. Just use coupon code ALL30, A-L-L, and then three zero at checkout. Coupon code ALL30, and you get 50 bucks off any 30-day all access pass. And I'll tell you what. You know, uh, I wasn't happy with my performance in October. I'm not anticipating more of the same moving forward. Let's talk about the Lions and the Chargers. You talked about the fact that uh, L.A. plays uh, on Monday night football tonight and their performance likely to affect this number. Look ahead line here. My power numbers pick them. Look ahead line minus 148.5. Detroit has taken the early money in a lot of places. I'm seeing one and a half for the Lions now, whereas the Chargers were the favorite on the look ahead. And again, Chargers haven't played, Lions haven't played. So <laughs> it's one of those scenarios there. Uh, okay. Um, and of course, LA, um, you know, the, the Lions had that Monday night football game where they looked good against the Raiders, got the Raiders coach fired and their bye week. The Chargers are on Monday night football against the Jets tonight. If you like the Chargers tonight, may want to look at a little parlay. Parlay this week's game with next week's game for L.A., and you'll likely get the best of the number. Teddy, we got the New York football Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. 425 Eastern, 125 Pacific kick here. 39 and a half in the largest uh, uh, favorite here we're seeing on the card. That is the Cowboys. Minus 16, even 16 in the hook out there. So, uh Man, we are seeing Cowboys heavy favorites at home. Minus 16 and a half, we'll call it. 
39 and a half being the total Giants at Cowboys here, Teddy. Yeah, look ahead line here was only minus 10 for the Cowboys, but that was when Danny Dimes had been upgraded to probable and was expected to play moving forward. Instead, Danny Dimes is now hurt, and Tyrod Taylor is now hurt, and that leaves Tommy DeVito as the Giants QB. Uh, I forget if DeVito was drafted or not. He wasn't certainly wasn't a high draft pick, but uh, uh, the kid out of Syracuse that at no point in his college career made me think he would be a capable NFL quarterback, and at no point so far in his NFL career as Tommy DeVito looked like an NFL uh, quarterback. So look at line was only 10 and 42. My powering number, and I've got the Giants power rated the second worst team in the NFL right now, or I think a half point better than Arizona. My powering number is only 14 on the game. The markets are at 16. Opened, uh, again, look at total was 42. Last night, we're looking at 39 and a half. This time, uh, this morning, we're looking at 38, 39 and a half, 39s. Under money. And obviously, heavy Cowboys money with uh, Dallas up to 16, a six-point move from the Danny Dimes line to the Tommy DeVito line. And look, I mean, the Giants entered yesterday's game last in the league in total offense, in scoring offense, and in passing offense. They haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter all year. They're always playing from behind. They already have as many losses now at the midway point of this season as they had for the entirety of last year when they were a playoff team. You know, positive signs. Well, I mean, I guess they ran the football okay. Uh, and they did get uh, uh, Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal back on the offensive line. And that's a good thing moving forward because Saquon Barkley, again, 90 yards on 16 carries, actually had some push from the offensive line yesterday. But it's one of those games where the box score is going to lie to you. They were down, uh, the Giants were down 24 to nothing at halftime, and the box score says the game was even. It wasn't. Barkley, interesting quote after the game, definitely sucks. But got to be a pro about it. Can't make no excuses. Still got a long season ahead of us, obviously. I'm not happy we're 2-7 and seven with everything that's going on right now. Get on a flight, rest up, get ready for next week. That's a quote you want from the G-men here. It really is against a divisional opponent. You know, Dallas is now two and a half games back in division. Um, they do play four of the next five right here at home. They won 11 straight on this field. They won the yardage battle by more than 100 against Philly last night. Nearly one yard better yard per play against Philly, 5.8 to 4.9, with 10 penalties for Dallas. They allowed three for three in the red zone. Um, Mike McCarthy after the game, quote, we feel great about our team. We need to learn from these mistakes. That's what these games come down to. You get in these types of games, even more so if you get into playoff football. I mean, they got down to the six-yard line at the end and didn't, uh, weren't able to uh, cash in, although a lot of that was Philadelphia penalties towards the end of that game. McCarthy off a loss, Dallas off a loss, certainly a positive thing. Dallas's defense off a game in which Philly moved the ball against them. You know, if the Cowboys bring their A game, Giants could get shut out. If Dallas looks past them, Giants could hang. This is a game we're going to be looking very closely at the quotes throughout the week. See how much attention Dallas is playing. In general, you think, you know, at home where they've been so dominant and off a loss, you think it's a step-up spot, but it doesn't always pan out that way, especially when you're playing against a team. It's pretty well a bottom feeder, and you may not be all that interested. Teddy, we get the last afternoon kick here, 425 Eastern, 125 Pacific kick. An interesting handicap with the Washington Commanders going out west, cross-country here to the Pacific Northwest and taking on the Seattle Seahawks after the Seahawks just got blown out by the Ravens. Minus six. There is a minus six in the hook out there at a couple shops. That is the Seahawks as the home favorite. 45 or 45 in the hook as the total commanders at Seahawks last afternoon kick, Teddy. Yeah, uh, my powering number, Seattle minus six and a half. The look headline was five and a half, 44 and a half. The markets opened yesterday, six and 44 and a half. Today we're seeing sixes slash six and a halves and 45 and a half. So we have seen some over money uh, for this ball game. Side money a little bit, but not really a whole lot uh, for Seattle and um, I mean, Seattle was pretty awful. Well, they weren't pretty awful. They were absolutely awful yesterday. Uh, you know, I think it was Geno's worst game since he's been the Seahawks starters. He completed less than half his passes. He threw a pick, six picks in the last four games, only four touchdowns during that span. He lost a fumble. He had a bunch of passes that were almost picked. He had 157 passing yards in a game where they scored three points. And that was the offense. You know, again, first downs 29 to six. They were outgained 6.9 to 3.2 yards per play. They allowed 298 rushing yards at 7.3 yards per carry. Pete Carroll, 
We couldn't tackle in the second half. We just didn't tackle. It's just the most basic plays, and we didn't get them on the ground. That's the part I need to look at the most. That's what I'm most concerned about. So Seattle, awful. Both sides of the ball, completely blown out. In theory, step down in class, returning home. They're supposed to be there and play better. You know, um, the commander's defense wasn't good. <laughs> and it didn't get better after trading the two defensive ends. But the offense, I'll give Sam Howell credit. He was in a lot of tough situations yesterday, and he made plays. He kept converting. When you lose a turnover battle and win straight up as an underdog, that tends to be a positive sign. But Washington, in terms of stringing good performances together, haven't seen a whole lot of that this season. Um, <laughs> you know, they get a win, and then, oh, we got a win. Um, so, in theory, it's supposed to be a bounce-back spot for Seattle. In theory, Seattle's supposed to take this game very seriously. We got the Sunday night game up next here, guys. It is the New York Jets and the Las Vegas Raiders coming to us from Las Vegas, Nevada. We are seeing Jets minus two and a half, minus two at a key off uh, at a key global shop here. 36 and a half being the total, Teddy. Jets back-to-back primetime games. They are playing, uh, do note, guys, here in the Monday night game. But uh, Jets at Raiders here, Teddy, not far from where you're talking right now. No, no. I mean, Allegiant Stadium is what, five or six? I don't even know how far it is. Five miles off the road, whatever it is. Not far. A, a stone's throw. It's that way. No, <laughs> I can't that way. <laughs> it's right behind me. Uh, well, this, this is facing north. I live in the south part of town. Uh, so that's where it is. Anyhow, short story long. My powering number, Jets minus one. Look ahead number, Jets minus two and a half, 37. The market's open last night, minus one and a half, slash minus two, 36 and a half. And we have seen Jets money this morning. The one and a half and twos, they're gone. Mostly two and a halfs right here for uh, New York. So we're seeing Jets money. And, uh, I mean, the Raiders' box score wasn't as uh, impressive as their performance yesterday. The box score is lying. And, of course, it was their first game since Josh McDaniel was fired and offensive coordinator uh, Mick, Lombard- Mick Lombardi was filed and general manager Dave Ziegler was fired and Jimmy G got benched. And, of course, they had their biggest win since 2020. <laughs> as a result, you know, uh, they scored as many points in one uh, day against the Giants. The Giants allowed their three previous games. You know, Antonio Pierce after the game, new head coach. We talked about, well, sorry. We talked about pride and poise and getting back to being ourselves. Everything that's going on there in front of us, everything that's going on is in front of us, not behind us. The team effort you saw today, what we displayed in practice, on Thursday and Friday. Some of these other quotes are worth noting for the Raiders. So Aiden O'Connell, the rookie QB, quote, it's a hard situation what happened this week, but I think the guys felt relieved and happy and super joyful that we could perform like this. So it was definitely rocking in the locker room. Josh Jacobs, who actually was at 101 yards uh, after not getting 100 yards in uh, 13 straight games, leading rusher in the NFL last season. And then he lost three yards in his last carry, so only finished with 98. Quote, the vibe and the energy is just electric right now. This is the most connected I feel we've been as a unit. Nate Hobbs, the cornerback. I see what we do. We play cohesive defense on the line in the back seven, and everyone don't, everybody don't quit. If we communicate, we'll be a force to be reckoned with. I feel like top 10 in the league for sure. That's a team that's really, really, really happy about beating the Giants. <laughs> the locker room, there were cigars. People were going crazy. Uh, Raiders have not been good off a win in recent seasons. And if the Jets look good tonight, they'll be three-point favorites in Las Vegas next Sunday. Guys, we got the Monday nighter to end it here. Feel free to fire out any questions in the live chat. We do have a couple from last week's show, Teddy, in the comments below, which we'll uh, hit as well. And feel free, if you're watching on replay, fire away any questions. Where you're watching from, all is welcome in the comments on the Wager Talk YouTube channel, 10 a.m. Pacific time each and every Monday. Teddy covers Drew Martin NFL opening line report. Monday, November 13th here, Teddy. Denver Broncos off of a bye, two straight wins and covers against the spread they're catching seven and a half in buffalo 46 and a half being the total so monday night football here broncos at bills bills minus seven and a half point home favorites 
46 and a half being the total, Teddy. Yeah, and uh, just before we talk Monday Night Football, I want to say thank you to everyone who comments. Week after week, we get hundreds of comments on YouTube. That's awesome. Uh, I do my best to get in there several times. Last week, I I think I only got got in there once, but I answered. felt like I spent like two hours in there answering uh, comments. We appreciate them all. I'll do it again this week. Anything you guys write, we'll talk about it. Drew and I will both take a look, and we'll respond as best we can in the comments throughout the course of the week. So all the likes we appreciate, all the comments we appreciate. And if you like this type of analysis, please ding that bell. More than 130,000 subscribers on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. If you're not one, you should be today. Let's talk about the Bills and the Broncos. My powering number, Buffalo, 7.5. The market's open 7.5, 45.5. Sorry, there was a look at line. My powering number, 7.5 for the Bills. The look headline, 9.5, 45.5 for the Bills. After last night's showing, we saw 7.5 get posted, 46. And that's what we're seeing today, 7.5, 46.5 this morning. So the markets, I'm not saying they're crashing on the Bills, but again, 9.5 down to 7.5. It's not key numbers per se, but that's an adjustment. And the Buffalo, it's been a while, so they played a good game. What's it, five straight non-coverage, I think, for the Bills right now? They're running backs against Cincinnati yesterday. Eight carries for 24 yards. That's something they spent all offseason saying, we're going to fix this. We're working on this. And eight carries for 24 yards from the backs yesterday. Um, which says they didn't fix it. Um, Sean McDermott, quote, too inconsistent overall. I thought we got off to a really good start in our rhythm. After that, it was tough sledding. Josh Allen, injured right shoulder. After leading the league in takeaways the first four weeks, remember the Bills had all those blowout wins. They had 11 the first four weeks of the season. They had the loss to the Jets in Monday Night Football and three straight blowouts. Well, since week four, or since the end of week four, the beginning of week five, Bills have a grand total of three takeaways, zero the last two games. Um, and they got injuries all over in the secondary right now. So Buffalo has some concerns. Now, look, Denver had such awful defensive numbers the first month, the first six weeks of the campaign that came in at, at uh, Miami, just a one of a number of awful performances of the game in Chicago. I mean, this is where defense still ranked number 32 in a bunch of categories, even coming out of the bye week. This is not one of the league's worst defenses, not close. They've been getting red zone stops last three weeks. Again and again, they're forcing turnovers. The pass rush is there. The run defense has been there. The coverage downfield has been there. You know, I think this is defense in much more middle of the pack than the stats might show. The offense still sucks. <laughs> Russell Wilson's just holding the ball. The offensive line not holding up anything for the backs. That said, you know, they're coming off a bye. They're hungry and they're feeling pretty good. You know, Russell Wilson, we believe in who we are. You know, they've been able to control the clock. They've been able to control the tempo. If they could run the football here against Buffalo, like they were able to do in their last couple games. You know, this is a, a team that uh, was averaging just 22 carries a game. They ran the ball 40 times last time out. If they do that here, if they have any success on the ground, they're live dogs against the Bills. And we are seeing at some shops, at one shop, I just saw seven pop up. So there is a little bit of Denver money that continues to trickle in. Love it, Teddy. Hitting some of the comments here quickly. We got um, Ernie from Hawaii watching uh, from the island. Shout out to Ernie in the comments. We also got Joe saying, um, last week, Teddy, I, I brought up a point in terms of playing on the turf, and I've heard multiple players talk about how the NFL should put money into having all NFL games on grass. But we have Joe saying, his understanding is that there's actually more injuries on grass than turf. You did comment in here about MetLife. Do you have any thoughts on that? Does it change your handicapping on turf and on grass in the NFL? Not really. I mean, MetLife is kind of unique. Everyone, you know, because you hear so many quotes. Again, what, what do I do? Where do I get my info? I watch a lot of games and I read a lot of articles. Mm-hmm. And MetLife over and over and over again, you hear the same quotes. It feels like you're playing on concrete. We're playing on cement. And you see the injury reports, and it, it shows that MetLife is a particularly difficult stadium on the players' bodies when it comes to the various turf. And, and again, there's there's all, there's different kinds of turfs and different kinds of grasses and all that. If you spend a lot of time with that minutia, you may find something. 
in my mind, there are better ways to spend your time trying to handicap the NFL than trying to find the minutia of whether a team plays a little bit better on grass. Or... Oh. Makes sense, Teddy. We also had Brent. Sure, sure. We, we had uh, Brent asking when the Chiefs and the Dolphins are arriving in Germany because he believes the last three international games, the team that traveled there first won the game. We got another one here with the Colts and the Pats. Is that something you bring into the 9.30 a.m., 6.30 a.m. Pacific game, Colts and Pats, when they travel over to Germany? So I won my bet with KC yesterday. KC traveled on Thursday. Miami traveled on Monday. So that 3-0 and is now 3-1. and Uh... <laughs> And uh, uh, it's not something, again, it's if you're making a case for a team, it's something you would add to that case. But it's not anything I would be afraid to bet against. And it's not anything that I would say it's a must pay attention to scenario. I thought Casey was better. I thought Casey's defense is still the undervalued commodity. And the Chiefs played a pretty awful offensive second half and still found a way to win the game. Um, Now... Miami was a better team in the second half, so maybe there's something to be said for that. But, I mean, when Jacksonville was there early they, uh, the, for those two weeks, the one week they were already there. So, it's, I mean, it's something to pay attention to with not anything that's going to get me on or off specifically a wager. Fair enough, Teddy. And, uh, guys, we do have the promo code, OLR. It's uh, take $50 off any 30-day pass, all-access or sports-specific pass. Coupon code ALL30. Teddy talked about it. Coupon code ALL30. Take $50 off any 30-day pass, wagertalk.com. Teddy, any final thoughts? Uh, great breakdown, as always, here, man, on opening line report. But uh, anything you want to throw out there before we shut this down? Yeah, I'm pretty pissed off today. You know, I'm I'm, I'm more pissed off than I usually am. That, you know, that uh, I'm hungry. I'll just leave it at that. Take that all sports, uh, that all sports package. Um, take 50 bucks off. This is a time to get on board. Teddy's hungry. Teddy underscore covers on Twitter, wagertalk.com. Guys, I am Drew Martin. Huge shout out to the over 10,000 people that watched last week's show. Uh, hopefully we get up and over that this week. Please like the like the video, guys, if you're liking the comment. And please comment below. Let us know where you're listening from. Anything else you want to throw out there, any questions, we'll answer them on next week's show. For Teddy Covers, I'm Drew Martin. That does it for opening line report here. Week 10, we'll be back next week, week 11. Thanks for tuning in. Cash those tickets. Beauty. Great show, Teddy. Um, thanks, man. Thanks. I I felt I felt good putting it together. Um. So